Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, today I'm here with Dan Griffin. Yo, what's up? <laughs> So you were born here, but then like... Uh, so my parents, they grew up out here in LA pretty much. Yeah. And I was born in Gardena. But um, since they didn't really like the environment, uh, some stuff happened. So then they were just like, you know, we want you to grow up in a safe and diverse environment. So we're going to move to the middle of nowhere, which is Apple Valley, mm -hmm. which is an hour and a half away from here yeah yeah so that's where I live now and then once I graduate then I'm gonna move back out here yeah what about this area didn't they like um I mean they grew up like mostly like in the Hawthorne slash Inglewood area mm -hmm. my mom grew up on Hoover for yeah. those of you guys who do know Hoover's a a very bad street because you know that's where like the Hoover Crips are and stuff like that so mm -hmm. I mean yeah they just thought it would just be a better a place for me and my sister and my brother to grow up yeah like a, away in the valley how do you describe yourself like few years ago <laughs> i was i was like super shy i still yeah. am like a really shy person like when it comes to like social interaction in high school i guess i'm like i'm really shy because i feel like so many people are so judgmental but when it comes to like talking to people about music and stuff like i'm really outgoing mm -hmm. and I don't come off as a shy person. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, back then I was just really shy in general, and then I started to open up my open myself up because then I started living by, you should get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Because then once you get out of your comfort zone, that's when you do some of the most amazing things. Yeah. So. And your brother and dad are like producing, right? Yeah, they're the ones who got me into it initially yeah. in the first place, because my. Um, my dad, he used to do like a lot of old stuff for like a whole bunch of West Coast rappers like oh, Coolio, wow. Threat, Ice Cube, Snoop and things like that. And then he started to get my brother into it. And then my um, brother... So you worked in the studio with all of them? No. <laughs> or what did... So how was... What was he working with them for? It was uh, mostly like co-production and yeah. just being in the studio in general and just studio sessions and things like that. And that yeah. was way back when I was like a baby. Wow. So I remember, I remember like the studios he used to have, like there was one that he had in Gardena. It was one he had on Sunset, I believe. And it was like another one. And But that's like all I could really remember from that because it was so long ago. My brother remembers a lot of it because my brother's 25. I'm oh. 17. So. Yeah. <laughs> but what was it like, like growing up with that because you like started they put you to play piano when you were younger right but mm -hmm. then you stopped playing <laughs> yeah I mean like we because we had a piano at my grandpa's house and I would just go like just play around on it and stuff and um I don't know I never really like was classically trained I guess and to this day I don't like technically just know music theory mm -hmm. I just pretty much I've been playing long enough to know like which keys sound good together and just experiment until I find something that sounds good. Yeah. So, but I did take piano lessons for like a year in like eighth grade mm -hmm. and it was cool. It was, it like opened up my mind a little bit cause I had a really cool piano teacher oh. and he actually uh, was just telling me how I should die. I don't know if diversify is even the word, mm -hmm. but like, you know, like make unique chords and diversify and like try to add like little, uh, like arpeggiations when you can and instead of just doing like just regular like 
major, major, major chords, like do you like major to minor in yeah. whatever, like things like that. That's so. cool, yeah. Does your dad and brother still produce now? Um, what do they do? Yeah, my dad, he still produces, and then my brother does too. It's like just like a little hobby thing. Yeah. And I'm trying to do it as a full-time career, hopefully. That's oh, like, so what do they? What does your brother do full-time then? My brother, he's a security guard at a college. Mm -hmm. And then my dad, he um, owns a daycare business with my mom. Oh, mm -hmm. is that a recent thing? No, nah, they've been doing it since uh, we moved up to Apple Valley. Yeah. So... And then when you started making music, it was more like progressive house, right? Yeah, I started How did you, off. Yeah, uh, get into that. I started off doing like a lot of progressive house because at first, when I first started producing, my dad and brother did like strictly hip hop, and I did hip hop at first. But then my brother showed me this one track, uh, Benny, Benny Benassi Satisfaction. I was like, dang, Edie was so dope. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I'm gonna start doing this stuff. And then so I started doing that when I was about like ten. Yeah. And then I kept doing it. And then my friend, um, my my brother's friend, he's not my friend too. Um, Joey Pulsino, he got me into like the progressive house scene, which was like more like Anjuna and Silk type stuff. And I listened to like Elon Bluestone and like Above and Beyond, Audion, like things like that. And, yeah. Like a whole bunch of enhanced stuff. So that's why I got really into prog house for the longest time. Yeah. And then I kind of stepped out of that genre because I, I guess, I don't know, it, it kind of got, I want to say like repetitive, but I wanted to try to do different things instead of just sticking to one genre and just kind of see what else I can do. Yeah, so. but you started producing pretty young, right? Like when you're eight or something. Or? Yeah, I started like um like really producing when I was nine. Mm -hmm. Like I remember like I made beats and stuff like on my dad's like MPC three thousand with my brother and stuff. But I didn't really count that. But I started like actually like really trying when I was about nine. Yeah. And so yep, about eight years now. Is that your actual name, Zan Griffin? Or? Yeah. I bet you get asked that a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are like, "Oh, bro, is that your name?" And then they'll be like. Hey, bro, is your mom like a, a drug addict because oh she named gosh. Zan? I'm like, what? No. <laughs> so. And then what clicked to you that you saw, like, what what's the next drawing that you're like, okay, I'm doing the progressive house and what were the influences that sparked your, like, to where you are now? You said what, like, sparked me to do what I am doing now? From, like, progressive yeah. Um, so I was doing progressive house, like, really heavy and kind of transitioning up until a point I met um, Sound Remedy. Uh, he reached out to me. He was like, dude, your stuff's really dope. And I started talking to him. He introduced me to two of, like, my best friends now, which is Scrux and Saturn. Mm -hmm. And then once I started, like, uh, talking with them a lot more, we would send, like, whips back and forth. And then when um, when I heard their stuff, I was like, man, dude, this, this genre is so dope. You know, I should just kind of step out of Progressive House. I want to do some more, like, unique stuff like this where I can really implement so many different elements. Because it's like with Progressive House, you have to kind of stick to, like, this certain kind of structure and, like, certain sounds it's like only so much you can do i mean i mean technically you could do a lot with it but i just feel like it was just really limiting so then i started yeah. to do more like the future bass type of stuff and then uh so that's pretty much what influenced me was other people yeah were your are, are your friends so like are they listening to edm or like the ones out at school and stuff yeah are they more like hip-hop it's like it's more so like hip-hop and stuff because like for example um, not really, I mean, there's a few people at school who, like, keep up with my music and stuff that, like, that actually like my stuff, but, um, I uh, made this, like, new alias recently called Zan Langston, where I'll, I'll sing and stuff, and I did this one R&B track called Show Me, and I showed it to one person, and then it, like, spread around school, wow. and then everybody's like, dude, this song's so good, I didn't even know you made music, I was like, <laughs> man, I've been here for four years, you guys didn't know that, <laughs> but, yeah, they, they like, um, more like the R&B and hip-hop stuff, I do too, 
but uh yeah they don't they're not really too into edm yeah, yeah. and you're into school right like studying and yeah what's your your favorite subject favorite subject oh man i'm gonna have to say economics actually really? i like i like economics yeah because i think it's because it? i have a really cool teacher mm-hmm. and it's like i'm really interested in like how the economy works in america like he was just telling us a bunch of stuff like how recently i think starting november 1st in california um gas is taxed like 16 cents per gallon right now mm. and then there's supposed to be like some big tax reduction starting next year i think which is like if you're making under eighty-nine thousand dollars a year then you uh pay like 15 percent. but if you make over that you pay like uh 25 it's like something like that but yeah we're just learning a lot of that stuff and he's a really cool teacher and he uh just preparing us for life and yeah, yeah so. I'm really impressed by that because I was watching your like SoundCloud, yeah. the I think podcast on there, mm-hmm. and then you're really into school, and I feel like a lot of people I've interviewed haven't been. So I'm like, okay, it's different. Yeah. And you're into like CAD CAM, right? Yeah, I do like a lot of. Uh, I've been in this thing called the Apple Valley Engineering Program for ever since I was a freshman. I'm a senior in high school now, um, so we've been learning like how to use SolidWorks three um, like. And then different machines like a CNC, the CNC lathe, lathe, uh, like band saws. And then I think I said we were using SolidWorks already. But uh, yeah, so that's yeah. really cool. I too. actually did that in high school too. Really? So I like know all the CAD CAM. And like, really? you probably don't use it now, but I was using like Coral Draw 3. Oh, yeah, we have that. You we do? have that. Yeah, we this have it on like the computer. <laughs> we don't, we don't like really ago. use it that much though. We use it's like just old like, school. Yeah. And then like Google SketchUp and everything. But I don't yeah. know if you guys use that. Yeah, we haven't used that. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually really cool though. Yeah, I, like I when loved I first it. got in that class, I didn't expect them to have like all the machines that they have. Like it's like a lot. I was like, dang, you guys have a pretty big budget to have all this <laughs> stuff here. Yeah, it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're gonna like uh, study like economics or like what do you want to study? Um, like in college, I feel like I don't know. It's been it's been kind. Of, I've been kind of debating on like what I would want to study. I guess I'd say like maybe like a cinematography or film or something like that yeah and then maybe like minor in business not really for the degree but just for the knowledge so what are, so you're shooting a lot so i mean i guess i see from your youtube videos has like like cinematography always been something that you're interested in yeah i've been, like i've always been interested in every aspect of like what goes into music so like someone's like videos like the graphic design and like every and, and even photography too like I like all the aspects and I like doing it myself for the most part because like what I've learned is like I can get someone else to do a lot of my stuff like I still do like I'll have people help out occasionally but it's like no one's gonna be able to execute your exact vision without you being involved in some kind of way like I feel like a good example of that is Porter Robinson I feel like he's super involved with like every part of uh, like the visual content that comes with his music so if you want things to be done correctly, you have to be involved in some kind of way. So I try to learn as much as I can about whatever they're doing for me so then I can direct them in what um, direction I want to go, if that makes sense. And if I like don't want to have someone else do it, then I'll just do it myself. Yeah. What was the idea for your YouTube videos to be like a combination of the songs you put out, some like tutorials and like life updates? I mean, it's it's been what I wanted to see from an artist because like when I was smaller, 
I would like literally, I was obsessed with like interviews and stuff with artists. Like I would literally, every time I liked an artist, I was like, go to YouTube. Let me see if they have an interview. I want to see the, like what they look like. I want to see like what they like and like like what they used to produce and like just little things. Like I was obsessed with Nicky Romero for a while, for mm -hmm. like a whole year. I was looking like, I looked at all of his studio sessions and I would like study them and all kinds of stuff. So um, when I saw stuff like that, then that's when I was like, you know, if I ever like have a fan base that actually wants that kind of stuff to happen then i'm gonna make sure that does happen so then once i started to see people kind of pour in and it's like interested in what i'm doing and like how i do things i was like you know why not share that with people so because i mean i wanted to see it so i just assumed that other people want to see it too where do you think you got your like drive from to like understand like you didn't really have anyone help you out right and you gone to like suicide sheep and stuff like yeah. pretty early on i mean i feel like uh I give like a lot of credit to like getting me started as far as like what I need to know. Like they're just telling me learn this program and like no like try to get to know these people. It was like I said, my brother and my dad, they're the ones who like showed me a program called Reason and then they didn't really know how to use it. They just said like it was on the computer that my dad gave me. He was like, uh yeah, it's pretty similar to logic and stuff, so just mess with these uh these synths and stuff and make sounds. And I was like, okay, and I just pretty much figured out the rest of myself. Looked at some tutorials on YouTube, and then, um, what else? Oh yeah, as far as like getting to know people, I, uh, first I had my brother's friend Joey. He's the one who, like I said, introduced me to EDM mm -hmm. in the first place. So he showed me like all these channels and labels that he thought were really cool. And I started to really, you know, keep up on them. And I was like, man, one day I hope I can like work with these people. And uh, eventually I was able to have mutual friends of mutual friends of mutual friends that knew someone from like Mr. Suicide Cheaper or something right. like that. Like for example, I was able to meet um, one of the ARs from Mr. Suicide Cheap because of a friend of mine named Taj Ray. Because I was on a collective of his called the Knox Collective. Yeah. Yeah. And I had this one song named Utopia and that was the first song that I was able to ever get on Cheapy. And then once I got that on, then I was able to get on their Taking You Higher mix and then that's when uh, we became really good friends. So yeah. I talked to him pretty much every day. And how did the Knox Collective form? Um, at first, because I met Taj through a remix competition that I did for one of his tracks, actually, because he, I don't know, I think he still does produce, but I remember he used to, like, really produce heavy, and, uh, we met through that, I didn't even win the competition, but <laughs> we, we, uh, we still connected and stuff, because he really liked my music, and then we actually ended up collaborating, he did a lot of graphic design, he started doing some graphic design stuff for me and giving me tips on, like, oh, stuff wow. I could do for my own graphic design. And then after a while, he just started to like connect with a lot of uh, artists and he'd always connect them to other people. He was like, hey dude, I mean, I'm just gonna start this collective. If, if you wanna join, like, I mean, it's just like a little family of like five producers and we all just help each other out, like repost each other's songs, share them, share each other's connections. Yeah. And then um, once we started doing that, then that's pretty much all that. Yeah, happened. where do you think got your maturity from? I mean, what, you're 17, are you 18 now? 17. 17. Um, and you're able to like have such focus and like know what you want and like just approach stuff so like yeah. mature. Um, I'd say I give a lot of credit to my mom to be honest. Like, she she's always like so motivating and she's always just telling me like like on like certain things that I should be doing, certain things that I shouldn't be doing, how I should approach people, how I should talk to people, and I and I think it also comes from like. Uh, like me being shy too because it's like when I when I first meet people I want them to have a good first impression of me and then once I start to get to know them a lot more then that's why I start getting all goofy and stuff but <laughs> you know like 
I, yeah, and then I also feel like how I want someone to approach me, so that's how I approach someone else. It's like, I just think about how I want people to approach me when, like, when we first meet, because, I mean, a lot of times some people will be, like, super, like, douchey or, like, I mean, just, like, plain immature sometimes. I'm like, what the heck? I'm, like, I'll be, like, 16 at the time. This person will be, like, 26, and they're acting like this. I'm like, what the heck, bro? How can I be acting more composed and whatever? Mm -hmm. And then you're just acting, like, super wild and, yeah, like, yeah so... I guess that's where it comes from too. Mm -hmm. How do you think you've grown as a person since the beginning? Um, how I've grown as a person from the beginning? I think I just uh, started, I don't know. I, I think I pretty much stayed the same, but I just had this like this, this mindset in my head that just keep working, keep working, keep working, keep learning, try to learn as much as you can and you'll get further. So, I mean, I, but I feel like I pretty much have the same mentality that I had when I was like nine years old, which was like, as long as you just keep working and you keep working and you keep working, then things will, you know, like fall into place. Yeah. And was EDC your first like major festival that you performed at? Yeah. That was like the first major Damn, festival. That's, that yeah. must have been crazy. Yeah. It was, it was like a really cool experience, like especially to see like so many like big producers and stuff because they have like a designated artist lounge for, um all the artists that play there so it was really cool to be able to like meet people like gray and then like i met my my homie uh luke who's in a group called cure i think it's pronounced curo but they're uh really popular on monster cat right now and they're killing it right now but i got to meet him for the first time i've been talking to him for like four years oh, damn. yeah and then like we finally like linked up it was super dope but yeah, it was definitely like a, a super cool experience because I thought my first time going to EDC would be me just going there to a party when I'm like 21. Yeah. And then like my manager at the time, he told me, yo, bro, I got you a spot at EDC. I was like, what the heck, bro? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like so happy. So. Where do you see yourself in the coming years? Um, I, the hope is that I'm able to do music full time. It's not like I'm trying to like freaking win Grammys or something because that's like such a I don't know unrealistic goal I guess but I mean my goal is just to make like music that makes people happy and in, at, and, and on top of that like make myself satisfied with the music I create because I remember like there was one time that I made something just for a label as a remix that I did and it was like a lot of people liked it but I didn't mm. so I didn't really like the feeling of doing that so right. now I just try to make music that I love to make that makes me happy so I just hope I keep that mindset and I am able to do it full-time eventually because I don't want to be like working some job I don't want and then uh, don't have the time to work on music so. yeah last question mm -hmm. what do you want to be remembered for what I want to be I want to be remembered for being like a genuine guy like I don't want to be known as someone who's like two-faced who's like one way on camera mm -hmm. and then I'm like another way when you meet me like I mean for, like for the most part anybody that ever messages me like on snapchat twitter or anything i usually reply like within like an hour or even sooner than that like especially on snapchat i'll reply like as soon as you send it like sometimes like 20 seconds out because like wow. i'm super involved with everyone because i i realized that i wouldn't be where i am without the people who support me mm -hmm. so it's like i don't understand why some artists put themselves on like a pedestal that they don't have to reply to people and then because I, I couldn't stand that when i was smaller either like, I, I didn't feel like I was entitled to it, but I felt like some artists, like, like considering their size and, like, they, them saying that they're busy all the time when, really, in reality, they're really not. It's like, uh, 
I don't know. It was kind of disappointing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want. I don't want to disappoint people like that. I mean, there's times where, I mean, I, I'm not able to reply to people right away, or I won't reply. But eventually, I try to get back to them. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Thank you so much. I'm super impressed. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, bye, guys.